0: Hello, I'm Craig Esther,
1: I'm Alexis Grace-Clark,
0: and I'm Mauricio Dominguez,
1: and this is Building Building a Stage Podcast Podcast by Break the Chain Theatre Company.
0: Ooh, that's sexy.
2: Hello, welcome to Building a Stage Podcast from Break the Chain Theatre Company, As we always do, we will introduce ourselves. So first up, our media
0: manager. Hi, everybody. My name is Maurizio Dominguez, and I'm the media manager for Break the Chain. Woo, director of development.
3: Howdy, campers. My name is Maggie Cecilia. I am our development director.
2: Our general manager.
3: Hi, I'm Alexis Grace-Clark. I am the general manager
1: and marketing coordinator.
2: And I'm Craig. I'm the artistic director. This is Building a Stage, the podcast about starting and running a theater company by people who are very much doing that. I want to first celebrate that this is Maggie's first full episode. You made an appearance before, but now Maggie is fully in the episode, so she'll be in and out as to her convenience, but we love having her around, so yay.
3: Happy to be here. Yeah.
2: So we are coming off of what was a wonderful, fun, also crazy experience. It was our second virtual show, which was Much Ado About Drinking. If you saw Lit Summer Night* Dream, you basically did the same thing again. We did Much To Do About Nothing, but with crazy drinking rules and actors doing incredibly silly things. We're going to get to that a little bit later in the show. First, we've got a couple of announcements for you. First thing is, we're launching a Patreon. Can you believe it? Patreon.com forward slash break the chain TC. That will be available for you on May the 20th. If you go on to patreon.com forward slash Break the Chain TC, which you will see linked on all of our socials. You will get behind-the-scenes access to all of our events, like Much to Do About Drinking and uh, Lit Summer Night's Dream. You will get video versions of these podcasts, which means we have to wear real clothes. Yay. <laughs> and you'll also get uh, Q&As with the team and all kinds of wonderful, cool stuff, which you'll hear more about as we get closer to that launch. But we've also got another really awesome thing we're doing. Alexis, you want to talk about that?
1: Of course I do. Our next project, and it's going to be live and in person, which will be coming June 17th, is Broadway Pride, a BTC drag show. Yes, we are venturing into the world of the LGBTQIA, and we're making sure to celebrate everyone and anyone. And there are going to be amazing numbers that are going to be Broadway musicals numbers. And then there's also going to be just numbers celebrating pride and being proud of who you are and so we're going to have about nine performers there that night The show is going to be hosted by our friend astoria adams which we are so excited and we love them so much and it is going to be hosted at armageddon beach party lounge and i actually pulled the address up just so we can have it and that's going to be at 1517 putnam street in detroit michigan so exactly the community that we are trying to serve and we're actually just so super duper excited about it and everything to do with it. We will actually have limited edition swag while we there are there as well. You'll see that coming up on our social media closer to the show. Um, and that I'm super excited about. That's something that I designed. It's going to be very colorful. It's going to be very BTC. And like I said, it is a very limited stock. So it's kind of it's definitely a first come first serve thing. And it's going to be very exciting.
2: Yeah, these are like collectibles, like
1: pretty much yeah.
2: (laughs) in 10 years when this company is still around and doing as wonderful as ever. You could show up at the 10th anniversary celebration like, hey, look, I was there at the Armageddon beach party. I was there. Yeah.
1: First ever live in-person event. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. And the build up to it is insane, insane. But we're very proud. We're very excited. It's going to be really cool. And you'll get to hang out with us because we'll be there. So uh, moving on, we're going to go to the segment I call the check-in, which I might just change to how you doing? Because I like France. So we're going to start with Mauricio. So how are you doing? What have you been up to this month?
0: Most of this month, uh, the last couple of weeks, we're just doing preparation for the much to do about drinking and just tinkering with all of the transitions and the video and streaming multiple times, make sure we had our our sound and our connection up and running. And overall, it's been We'll get more into it, you know, once we started talking into the discussion. But I was very, overall, was very pleased with, I feel like things went a lot more smoothly this time, at least in terms of setup and sound. We didn't have any echoes at the beginning of the show, so that was already a, a big plus. And yeah, I mean, just in general, just doing all of the work around um, the tra- transitions and um, doing multiple tests. And was, it was just exciting to see, the stream be successful in multiple platforms, which that was the one thing that I was still kind of having some, not doubts, but you know, the one unknown, I think going into this production, I was like, how is it going to work streaming on three places at the same time? And it worked. So overall, I think um, the last two weeks, definitely, definitely, all the, all the work has definitely paid off.
2: I love to celebrate. I love to celebrate reaction. It took me a second because it comes up, look like in the chat and then also on the screens and I got a little confused. <laughs> so cool. And now for the first time I get to ask Maggie this question,
3: how you doing? What you been doing this month? I am doing well. This month I've been doing a lot of travel for work. I've been moving ahead on my grad program. I just got a 98 on a midterm. Yay. Woo. And um, I'm in a really, I'm in a really fun and unique situation in my new getting settled in the performance world in Chicago, where a lot of the people that I'm surrounded by are not necessarily theater people, they're more like very specifically classical music people, and they don't really know a lot about drunk Shakespeare, and they don't really know a lot about Detroit. So they don't really know a lot about what we are aiming to do about what these productions have been. So I'm getting to share all of this new information with my friends here and it's really exciting and I went in to see a group of them today and they were like oh my gosh did you have your drunk Shakespeare last night I was like yeah we did and they were all so excited to hear about it so the off-site contingency I'm trying to represent nice <laughs> yeah it's been a great month it's been exciting and I'm getting ready to leave for my bachelorette weekend coming up this week so
2: yeah exciting times I want to hear all about it I mean not everything not things, <laughs> not but like I want to hear about the fun that you had.
3: Absolutely. We'll be in the UP and Mackinac Island. So I think it's going to be fun. Cool. Oh, nice.
2: That's
3: amazing.
2: We'll do it off mic. Off mic. (laughs) (laughs) This month, I am exhausted. That's what I can tell you. I just had rehearsal this morning because this Friday I'm opening a show at the Open Book Theater Company called Too Heavy for Your Pocket that runs May the 13th through June 12th. We're opening on Friday the 13th. I'm trying to not think too hard about it but beer is good. So I'm still drinking beer on the podcast. So I'm a little exhausted, but um, I have been working on that show and then trying to just get us ready for this crazy summer that is about to take place where we're trying to schedule all of our podcast episodes around a show thing that I'm doing, but I don't know that I'm going to talk about too much yet. Cause that's, I'm still doing stuff to, It's a lot. So we're doing so we're doing that uh, prepping some cool future break the chain stuff. I had a nice meeting with a venue at which we might do a play. So that was you
1: did have a good meeting.
2: I did have a good meeting. about. Oh, okay. You didn't know if
1: it was a good or a bad meeting.
2: It's nothing you all don't already know about, but there were more details about it hammered out. And I'm really excited. We'll talk about that when we're again not recording (laughs) an an episode. So, yeah, so nice, exciting things, but also, whew, this month is a lot. Alexis, how are you? What's going on?
1: I'm tired, man. (laughs) I've been doing all the social media stuff for much ado, which has been a lot. You know, we had a lot of people, a lot of things that were going on and having to just create all the things We're doing a partnership now with secondhand players. So we're going to be swapping some social media for them and then them for us, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So if anyone else wants to, you know, do that, Hey, Krista at open book, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hit us up, man. And literally anyone else, penny seats, Joseph Zettelmeyer, let us know. We want to be able to work with everyone. And like when it's something that simple where you can basically prep it for someone else and just be like, here's our things. Thank you. Here's your things ta-da we're a team now and I love that it's all about the camaraderie camaraderie when it comes to theater and the collaboration you know that's what we're all here for really so I love doing that already got that all set and I've also been working double time because I've also been planning the drag show with our friend Sage who their drag name is Astoria Adams so not only are they hosting the event they're helping me plan it they're basically a producer and I'm Basically, a producer for the show. So it's been very interesting, um, you know, finding the venues. We found Armageddon Beach Party, which is perfect, but then also trying to organize the swag, design the swag, get the swag, pay for the swag, and make sure it's actually everything is in place. Mm -hmm. Gonna be like stage managing all over again. And I haven't stage managed in a few years. So it's just like, gotta get the rust off up here. But yeah, it's a lot. We all have a lot. Um, It's a lot. And I'm tired. Mm -hmm
2: it's a lot i think oh that that almost could be the title of the episode <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> title, but it's a lot it could be great remember how we did the episode about let's learn how to manage time better and then life was like oh you fools
1: we sure tried at we least we really did we, have a we really sat down and we were really just like okay we can do this here 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 and we planned out through next february doesn't matter Apparently
0: not. I think it's helped as far as with the podcast and just to be able to keep track of, okay, what are we doing? What what day and kind of just preparing for it. But yeah, I think it's all of the planning in between that you can't really put a a specific amount of time to, you know, so it just kind of depends on what the scope of the project is.
2: Yeah. If you want to make God laugh, make a plan. (laughs) That's the saying. Don't make that face at me, Alexis. That is the saying I heard growing up. You want to make God laugh, make a plan because your plan's not here.
3: Never plan. heard
2: that. Oh, you did not grow up religious. <laughs>
3: yeah. Can corroborate.
2: It's real. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna slide over into our main topic for today. So as we said, we produced much ado about drinking, our drinking show. First, we want to say thank you to all the people who watched on all the on all the platforms. Um, we were able to raise some pretty good money for the company. We did, we did pretty well. We had a crazy fun show. We were able to pay actors for the first time, which fills me with a lot of pride. I think all of us, but just like I just get this nice little thing in my heart. Like we are we did it and we did it on time. It wasn't like, oh, wait a few days and we'll pay you. Like they got paid after the show last night. So that was great. And they're all alive. Anyone who watched, they're all alive. I have checked in with most of, if not all of them. I think I think all of them responded. Yeah. So they're all, they're all fine. It's great. They're seeing their mothers on Mother's Day. That's great. So I want to first talk about ooh, setting budgets and financial goals, because that's been pointed out for me on the Google Doc by Alexis. I did not. It's highlighted. It's
3: not me. Who's highlight? Is it, is it you, Maggie? Not me. Mauritio, are you highlighting it? No. Maybe it's your subconscious, Craig.
2: I am being screwed with right now. And you know yeah. what because of that i'm going to be defiant and just go to point a which was the casting process anyway and this is just a follow-up but um i just wanted to follow up on this idea of getting artists of color and people to engage with our show because we were able to find some diversity and some some different perspectives getting to play characters doing some gender bending uh doing some race bending but we want to do more so the thing I want to say is that artists of color, we will be reaching specifically out to you next time. A thing I learned uh, this time from our friend, Ashley Lyle, who was on the Speak What We Feel podcast was that sometimes you just have to send personal invitations to people because we have to learn how to build those relationships so that people trust us that when they come here, artists of color are going to come in and be treated well. Same thing with women. Treating women well is kind of important. Hi, America. this week and then people and then people of different orientations as well so we're working to really embrace that with the show so do you all have any any thoughts just about our cast and kind of the work you saw them doing just working with them on this particular production
1: our cast was fabulous (laughs) I absolutely adored all the gender bending that we did you can tell the story was still so clear I think it was absolutely fabulous can I just shout out to Jules because holy shit
2: we love Jules
1: they're mm-hmm. fabulous
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like so many other people too like anna was amazing to natalie was hilarious and like i could go down the line and say every single person louis was a champ Dryden no amazing
2: <laughs> so much <laughs> abuse i don't
1: know what that voice is yes. Nails, anyway. okay
2: and a nice thing about working with uh, this cast this time is we were being a bit more formal this time than we were the first time the first time we were kind of just like hey friends come do this show and this time We did the formalized casting process. We watched audition videos. We tried to be a little bit more professional in our communications and things like that than we had been the previous time. Not that we hadn't been professional, but we're just, you know, trying to step it up and really set up those protocols. And we were, I think, able to run things actually pretty efficiently on time with things with them on the day of. They were able to get in, get paid, perform, get out, and do that whole thing. And because we had a wonderful sponsor, we were able to provide them alcohol, which was then less hard liquor being drank, which meant that um, they didn't die (laughs) because that was the thing that we learned from the last time. And so I wanted to ask now, Maggie, since we have you here, you actually had a fun transition because you went from being in the cast to then like seeing all of us be crazy and insane behind the scenes trying to make all this work. So what was that like switching perspectives for you this time?
3: I actually was was in observing the communications and the, the build buildup to toward the show and everything. I was thinking, oh my gosh, did they all do this last time? And it was just so seamless. It was like we came in as actors and we knew we were going to have a great time. A lot of us had the benefit of already knowing each other. And so even via Zoom, it was like you kind of knew what you were getting into. And we, I mean, any sort of behind the scenes work that was happening except for maybe the stream testing day of was totally unbeknownst to us you know so then when i came in and saw all of this really really hard work that was going in behind the scenes like wow this is really like it it really to me seemed like a very well-oiled machine obviously every element of live theater has some sprinkling of chaos in the midst but it made me realize as in retrospect, of course, we were so comfortable as actors because you all had the fort nailed down and held down even for the first time. So seeing it from the flip side now was very exciting. You know, seeing the the way I think a lot of this cast didn't necessarily know each other. So having a lot of those plans laid out so that there was the opportunity for the cast to kind of do the groundwork of even in the first 10 minutes before the show or whatever time it was just oh, I know you because I know so-and-so who knows you and just making those connections and building some of that camaraderie because all of the other pieces had been handled and no one needed to worry about it. So it was really great to see that we were able to provide that for them, that you, that, I mean, mostly you all, I kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) slid in toward the 11th hour, but um, it was, it was fascinating and it was really just wonderful to see everyone collaborate and everyone work together and especially in the moments when people are switching roles and all of a sudden they're on the spot in a new way. Just really delightful, I thought.
2: That's so nice to hear because we definitely have like had long conversations about how do we make this work so that it's like easy for them because and then we spend a lot of time making it easy for them and we don't make it easy
0: for ourselves.
2: (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. Anything else about the, about the cast, about just like moments that moments with them from the show that like stood out for you, for you guys as we were watching and working with them? I
1: don't know guys we had a lot of people at the end that were like i'm not drunk enough mm. we had quite a few people that were actually kind of complaining that they were not drunk enough mm. and there was some comments made throughout to me personally um that they were like yeah no they didn't seem as drunk this time blah blah blah. i'm like you're right they don't just because it's beer and not liquor guys <laughs> so i don't know we might have to bring back shots next time or something just
3: make them a lot more expensive
2: that's true yeah that's
3: yeah hilarious. Part of it too is the things that people are buying are accents more than they are drinks that we, mm-hmm. I think I noticed a lot last night. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was the rapping of the Batman Moira Rose voice. And so we need more stuff like that instead of just finish a drink or whatnot. Like completely agreed. We need to come up with some more creative things like that instead. Cause I know the rapping is super popular cause it's <laughs> hilarious, mm-hmm. but you know, let's, let's see, let's challenge ourselves to come up with some new stuff next time
2: yeah and this uh we definitely took an approach this time or at least in my brain i was like i want to because you know it's fine i'll tell the story Uh, uh, apparently someone post uh, lit summer had to release from their body like they had to like fully vomit after the show because they had drank so much even though we tell people know your limits and you know you can stop whenever you want to all of that we had a we had one story like that and, you know, for me, one is too much. So I was like, how do we figure out the equation of fun to like, I don't want you to be sick and have alcohol poisoning. So we definitely leaned further the other way this time of trying to come up with like crazy stunts and things for actors to do as opposed when I say stunts, I mean, like switching roles, things like that. So that it could be more about all the crazy, silly things and a little bit less about making people puke. We'll definitely have to find there's a nexus between those two things.
1: I was going to say, I think we went too far in the other direction. I think we just need to find that a happy medium. Yeah. And also I think something we'll have to do is we will literally just have to cut actors off if they can't do it themselves.
2: True. That's very true.
1: Cause we kind of saw it happening, but we were like, they're drinking water now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we kept trying to be like, drink the water, guys.
0: And I think that that's one of the challenges, you know, just posed by the fact that we're doing it all virtually.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It would be different if we were in person. Then you can clearly see, okay, this person is is way has reached their limit. They need to we need to stop them right now. Whereas here, a there's there's only so much you can really see or you can inf- see from what you're viewing on the camera, like, and b. Yes. There's also, there's only so much, so many times you can tell them, Hey, you know, how are you are feeling? If you um, are okay, you can stop. But then like, unless you're physically there in the room with them, then how do you know? So I think I see why we want, I understand why we wanted to kind of shy away from that, make it a little bit more safer, but, and this is something that we discussed also in the last podcast that we were trying a few different things oh, yeah. and sometimes trying different things, give you different results, you know?
2: Yeah, I definitely, um, The first thing I thought was in person, you say, are there plans afoot that we won't discuss here? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe if you follow us on Patreon for behind the scenes things, you might find out. But Uh, that being said, I'm going to stop at doing the advertising every 10 seconds. Actually, no, I won't because I want this to be great.
0: You know what I will say? Just real quick, I, I think yeah, because it, it it made me think of something. It's funny how you 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 see like follow you follow different people on YouTube or social media and like and eventually they start talking about sponsors or doing little commercials and stuff. And as a visitor, as a viewer, it's you're like, oh come on, like don't do this. This is annoying kind of thing. <laughs> but then once you start once you start doing it yourself, you understand like no, this this needs to be done like shit costs money you need to shout out your sponsors (laughs) because they're the ones supporting you they're the ones putting in money like so you do it
2: yeah and i mean maybe that could also be the title of the episode shit costs money because it's true i mean it is fully true i mean we were I was very glad last night when we reached the point in our donations where we're like, okay, the actor's pay is covered and we're not losing money, right? Because we could have been in a situation where like we made just barely enough money that we only made like $5 because we had then had to pay people, right? Which is the thing that happens. It happens to a lot of young theaters and I've seen it happen so many times. And I mean, Maggie and I have an experience where we're pretty sure a thing we did took down a theater, but not because of us, because of the person running it, uh, who will not be named on this podcast. So that was great. I was really proud of that, that we were able to pay them and do all that. The other thing we did was we are on a new platform. We are on Twitch now. We started a Twitch channel, so you can follow us. I think that's also Break the Chain TC. That's correct. Twitch.tv forward slash break the chain TC. I'm learning all the URLs because I would just be telling them to people everywhere. So Mauricio, you kind of spearheaded that. So can you talk about A, the simultaneously streaming to three different places, which is insane that you were able to do, and B, uh, how we started how we started our Twitch channel and um, sort of, I guess, our ideas and things for it.
0: Yeah. I was actually surprised with just the, the process of setting up a twitch is pretty it's pretty simple it's no different from like if you were setting up an email account or a website is like the closest example i can think of just getting it started was pretty simple like we used our, our google account to use as the login for it and the rest was just you know adding the graphics the designing the page how you want it to look what you want people to see when they first arrive and you can link it to all of your different social media. So it's linked to our Facebook, our Instagram, or um, not Snapchat, because we don't have that, mm-hmm. uh, or TikTok. But,
1: we technically do. They're just not up yet. And that yeah. will be coming along here pretty darn soon when we start having live events. Woo! Because yeah. I figure it's kind of hard to do virtually
2: yeah yeah it's there was talk of instagram takeovers for for much ado i really kind of wish i'd had, had anna do it because i want i would love to see her like take photos in all her costumes because she did she did it on her instagram she did stories where she kept switching costumes and would do a story real quick and the unicorn thing was just and then when i found out who the unicorn yeah. costume originally belonged to i was like that makes sense <laughs> so <laughs> that's stuff you can look forward to us doing but yeah we're on twitch now we have a new platform so please Follow us. Follow us on all those, on all those places, because, I mean, Maurizio and I are hoping to do some um, wild things on Twitch. Um, appropriate
0: thing. <laughs> no, of course. But I think what we want to what we have to still kind of define is how do we find, uh, finding a way that we can still tie it back to Break the Chain, you know, Break the Chain beater, mm-hmm. so that it's not because otherwise, you know, it's like, yeah, we can try a few games and just like race on Mario Kart and scream at each other. For an hour or so, but then, how does that tie back to you know the purpose of 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 break the chain?
2: I just want to beat Alexis publicly. That's all I want. I just want to beat her in Mario Kart and have proof on the record that I did it.
1: Uh huh. Don't
2: make that face. I was impaired the last time we played.
1: Oh, for was I? several reasons.
2: I think I was deeper than you were, though. It's fine. Whatever. My switch is over here. I'll practice after this.
1: <laughs> I'm practice, and I've never played it before, and I. Still kicked your ass. You're welcome.
2: And I brought the game to the party. Anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm a grown up. We're grown ups. We run a business together.
0: There's definitely an opportunity to start growing our audience on Twitch as well, because that's the one thing that I was very surprised with this time. the The software that we're using for the for the multi streaming is called Streamlabs. And for anyone who you know is interested in either doing starting their own uh, podcast or streaming, or even similar, like using it like we are for, for live events, for a virtual theater. It's not too expensive. I believe that it's a monthly plan of $19. Mm. And it's I mean, it's pretty, pretty user-friendly, at least. that It's a simple setup, very similar to OBS, which is um, kind of like a public interface software that does a lot of the same things. And so it basically just lets you tweak and create all of like the templates, what you want people to see when your event starts. And then you can create different setups, almost like if you were setting up like the different lights for a stage performance, you know, the light combinations. For example, when we're starting, we have a screen that we use that shows just our webcam and then like the rules of the drinking game. And then when we go to the live screen, we just switch to the live and you can add transitions. So all of that... um, it's very accessible, and I was really surprised at how, how pretty simple it is to, to kind of operate. And, and particularly in Twitch, we had, um, we had tried to do a couple of videos, or we had planned on doing a couple of videos on Twitch to uh, generate some um, interest and start plugging this, the show, and didn't get a chance to just because of the, how the timeline of um, events leading up to the, the show day but I was surprised with how many people tuned in on the Twitch. This was our first time streaming across the three different platforms and we had people tuning into all three. And then Twitch in particularly, I think it was like the second most, you know, whether we had the second most users and we had not done a lot of um, Mm -hmm. posting content to it yet. So That's the one one thing that I I find really exciting, and I want to continue to push that, you know, because I think the idea of, as you suggested, Craig, of expanding it to multiple platforms so that people can tune in from whichever one they they use most, Mm -hmm. this definitely showed that uh, there is a lot of value to that, to try to make yourself as available as, as possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's in our sort of our mission statement, we're meeting our audience where they are. Right. And that's the thing that companies we just like we need to do. We can't in the theater complain that everyone's on the Internet and then never use the Internet and then, you know, go into the ground like some companies, unfortunately, have done. You know, you got to meet the audience there and then you can hopefully slowly bring them into the theater to see live performances, but meet them where they are first. Right. Yeah. The other thing that we had a big experience with this time was communicating about finances. That was a huge a thing for us talking about what our goals are how much we're trying to you know we're trying to net from an event and also just keeping up with how we track finances we're grown-ups now we have we have a real account that's like a business account you're not you don't have to write checks to me personally anymore right you write a check to break the chain theater company and if I hand you a check it'll say break the chain theater company which is just which is just marvelous. So I guess if we can talk a little bit about how we've been working on getting our financial game together and how we were working on monitoring our finances and donations and things during uh, Much Ado. So let's talk about that. I'll throw that to the floor.
1: Personally, I think we kind of underestimated how much time and how much paperwork it was going to take to do the business bank account part of it. And especially like uh, putting everyone on the account that needs to be on the account, getting us debit cards to purchase things. Cause you know, we're, we, we don't have live events yet. So we don't necessarily need props. We don't necessarily need those things that like a normal theater company would be using their money for yet. But we find that there's things that we are using like stream labs and the new play exchange and making sure we can still keep going with everything that we have to do now And then it's also looking into, again, touching on the swag that I've been trying to plan out and like, okay, well, I don't have access to the bank account yet, which is still a work in progress, Mm -hmm. but what are we looking at here? How are we making it work? And it's also hard too, because just in our general lives, you know, I work a full-time job in the financial industry. I can't get to a bank before they close. Whereas Craig, who is lucky enough to have multiple, well, has multiple part-time jobs that treat him well, can find time to go to these places during the day because he has huge breaks or he has afternoons off. Mm -hmm. So even though technically as a general manager, this is something I should be handling, I physically am not able to do it right now.
2: And I am, I am slowly, slowly handing it to you. And I only say slowly because of all the, if I could just like put things into your hands and be like, here go, I totally would, but I have to because I'm the one that went and did the account. The other thing we're also finding is that I work at a theater company during the day. That's like my day job. I work at the Matrix Theater Company. And so I'm actually t- doing their financials right now. So that's how I'm learning to pass that information on to on to break the chain as well so I'm kind of stealing little ideas things that I would really love that we do and exactly. I don't love so much that we do So I keep that over here you know that all that kind of yeah. stuff
1: yeah
2: <laughs> no one should work three jobs back to back every day don't do it don't do well, it well that's
1: the thing though too is because I I'm using my knowledge from when I worked at a theater company that will not be named which because it was a horrible situation for me but I did learn a lot And it's because they just kind of told their apprentices to do basically everything. Mm. You know, we see that that doesn't happen anymore for reasons that were exposed through another theater company that was somewhat related to the theater company that I worked at, Mm. which is probably enough information that I should say right now.
2: Allegedly.
1: (laughs) Allegedly. I lived it! I don't want to
2: get sued. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly.
1: But yes, so it's been kind of interesting to see how, you know, other theater companies work things. And it's been nice being able to take the things that did work and that we understood and want to emulate the bits and pieces of it, taking them from... And it's all the theater companies we've worked at, really, whether it was behind the scenes or not. So being able to take that and kind of mishmash it into a break the chain thing, it's been nice. But yeah, no, it's just... I'm busy. I got a full-time job, man. It's like a company, corporate job. Yeah. It's hard to like then, you know, work the, really it's a nine hours because they don't pay you for lunch mm. and then sit down for another three to five hours and do break the chain stuff. And especially it's just, you know, it's difficult It it just is. And it's going to be like that until we can do this full-time where I can finally be like, okay, this is mine and this is mine. And I'm going to figure this out and I can do this and I can do that. And until then, until we really honestly or honest with ourselves and we make this a full-time job it really is just going to be a team effort
2: are you saying that people if they want us to spend full-time full-time working on break the chain stuff that they should like sponsor productions and podcasts
3: and things like that yeah
2: like if they want us to make more cool things they should help support us doing that what
3: here he goes again
2: <laughs> i know <laughs> shameless listen I have so many artistic director friends, and the thing I've learned from them is that you kind of have to be on all the time. You kind of be like, "Oh, you want that? Well, guess what? We're doing that. Here's how you can support that. Here's a card, right? You just like you kind of just have to have to do it to keep things to keep things going. But yeah, the other thing I wanted to say about communicating with finances is um, the amount of accountability and honesty also that it takes because you know when we were the previous account we were doing was just through my bank i just opened another account under uh, that was under my account so i had like a sub account problem is that that account had two different cards those cards are the same color look exactly the same so i had the moment where i was like at the store I put a card in I went, that's the wrong card and had to transfer the money immediately. Be like, nope, put that money back right away. And so for me, I was like, this is too much pressure. I cannot be the only one that can see these numbers. It's not, you know, it's not that I'm going to like run off and spend all the money, but it's that like, I shouldn't have to like have the burden of being the only one that knows how much money we have, because it's just, it's not right. And we're humans and and things happen. So to idiot proof that, you know, we have to share that information, which Alexis and Maurizio will have as well. In addition to this money talk and I'll move us, continue moving us through this. There's also talk about setting budgets and financial goals for things. And I know Maggie, Alexis, we all have this conversation about how do we set our goals financially for productions? And it's something that we're sort of bending about. Can we talk about some ideas and things that we've had for doing that going forward?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the whole idea is we have to make some kind of central point where if there are plans in the future, we just need the transparency of, yeah, we've probably put it in Slack and we've probably put it in text and we've probably put it in three or four different places, but we talk so much with one another that it gets lost. So we really need one central place within our organizational charts and everything that we already have going that where we want, like, again, I just keep going back to the swag because that's, that's the next project, right? So it's just like, okay, so this is how much I'm being quoted for for one thing, t-shirts. I'll just say it, it's t-shirts. So this is how much I'm being quoted for t-shirts. Okay, so this is how much we are being quoted for buttons. And so it's trying to go through and like figuring out the quotes of it all so that we can figure out some kind of strategic budget for it and then what are our actual figures it's kind of funny because I'm pretty sure Maggie and I are in the same place and that we're trying to plan weddings and
3: it's kind of very much like that you can see my wedding (laughs) spreadsheets it's exactly what you're describing right now and that's what I'm saying it's I'm basing it off of my wedding spreadsheets yep
1: (laughs) same page (laughs) yep So it's just like, yeah, you're trying to figure out because at first you got to figure out if you can even do the ballpark number of it, you know? So looking at the paperwork, looking at the quotes that they've given you, can we even handle it depending on what they, what they say? Yes, no, get rid of it immediately. Next step is, okay, let's actually contact these people and get actual numbers from them. Yes, no, let's figure it out. And so, but To keep it transparent, we really need to keep everything in the one place where you don't necessarily need to be involved in it, but you need to be able to find it if you need it. So that's already something that I've been thinking of is that we need, because we already have an expense report, but we're not talking about money that we've already spent. We're talking about money that we're going to spend. And so with that, you kind of connect it to, okay, so at this fundraiser, we kind of need to make this amount of money. So to really bring this back, and that's a bigger conversation that the four of us have to have. And then, Craig, do you since it was your idea, and I'm giving you credit for your idea, do you want to talk about the webpage that's going to be coming to the website regarding sponsorship?
2: Yes. Yeah. So we've been blessed enough now that we have people that want to support us and have asked, how do I support you? How do I help help you fulfill your vision? And when you're... so. The human side of that is like great, whatever you can, whatever you can give, wonderful. That's really nice. That's the that's like the nice human side. The other side of it is that we're a business, and businesses need to clear the overhead that they have for themselves, right? We need to know how much money we're going to have at this time to do this given thing. Um, so, what a lot of theaters do, and the theater that I'm working at coming up this summer, doing shows there, what they're doing that I'm stealing is that they just have a sponsorship page on their website. There's literally like, okay, we're doing these shows, we're doing these events. If you would like to sponsor these shows, it's this much money. We're not going to charge their prices because we're not there yet. Now, if you want to give us twenty five thousand dollars, great, we will totally welcome it. And also, Streamlabs, if you want to sponsor, we'll keep talking about how great your software is on these shows. Uh, still doing it, still doing it. So yeah, we keep a sponsor. We're going to be keeping a sponsorship page where you will actually be able to go through and see what the standard sponsorship costs for 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 working with us. So we had our sponsor, Old Nation Brewing. They provided all of the drinks uh, for last night. So we gave them shout outs. We talked a little bit about them. We held up their products on camera because you know they helped provide something for the event. And this is the same thing, sort of sewing into oh god, I'm doing the church thing, sewing into the organization and helping us and helping us grow. So we're still talking about how we standardize that and what we wanted the what the different levels but it's because we can't run these things at a loss. We can't run these things, uh, you know, just out of the goodness of our hearts because shit costs money. But yeah, so that's the thing that we're we're doing going forward. So if you want to support us or if you have people that want to support us that you'll be able to see that on our website, right to chain theater company. Yeah, woo.
1: And that's definitely also something that we definitely didn't really foresee happening as quickly as it has. Mm-hmm. So anyone who is looking to start a theater company or is in those beginning stages, think about this sooner rather than later. You know, we thought this would be a later problem. It's really, really not. You know, as soon as you start getting your name out there, people are going to come to you. Or, you know, if you're as smart as, as smart as we have been, I guess you can say, you know, we were reaching out, we were asking and we just, (laughs) we didn't have a plan y'all. Um, and we're fixing but hold them.
2: on, we had some plans. We did not have a plan for the for the rapid growth that people wanted to help provide us with. Yeah. Let's say it like that. There was a basic plan for how we
1: just had an idea of a plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just wasn't really flushed out all the way. And that's just on us. That's on you know on the fact that we haven't been around for six months yet. Yeah. So something that we're still working on, and now we have a plan, and we're gonna make the plan, and the plan can change later on, and that's fine. But you can, I mean, you can only ever plan so far and then you just gotta work with it. Maybe you have to do it, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, we don't have goals, we have plans. I think that's a really important distinction because the idea of goals is like, here's the thing I really want to do one day and I'm going to work to really kind of plan. It's like, no, we're doing this and it has this step and that step and that step and that step to lead us up to eventually doing the thing. Um, We have to sort of, you have to sort of treat things like they're going to happen because if you don't, then you will very quickly, I think, go to like plan B or go the way of things not happening because we haven't set up what are the achievable steps to get to to get to each thing which is oh my god i sound like my dad but like it's such is such a such an important thing in building something like this and so that's going to sort of transition us into talking about future productions and how what we've been learning from here is going to impact the fact that like we have a season and we're going to do some productions we're going to do some shows and so i guess for everybody what are you thinking about, about your side of the company in terms of helping to build those productions and that work that we're going to do based on what we've done so far?
0: You know, it's interesting because I was thinking a lot about this on the on the way home last night after, after the show. And something that um, that really stuck with me in one of the previous podcast episodes um, was that we were talking about stepping it up. And I believe that was the title of the episode, stepping it up as beginning to plan, you know, additional additional things. And what we are finding is that, obviously, the more you plan or you have these future events, like you said, you have to also be putting in the work to getting all of the resources to making sure that those events can happen, right? Because the different projects that, that we are putting together, it definitely helps to have a specific date. And so we know, okay, this day we're going to have this, this event. And like you said, we're going to treat it, you know, we, we're going to continue assuming that this is the date, this is when it's going to happen. But also with that comes the part of getting all of the resources, getting the financial backing, you know, for the expenses, uh, for paying actors, for securing the venue. And so that, one of the things that I was, that I was really thinking about is that I feel that that kind of separates, that's what sets a major difference between someone who is doing this for fun and someone who is doing this, you know, as a business, as a, you know, this undertaking, which is what we are doing right from the very beginning. We said, this isn't going to be, we just want to do it for fun and we want to have to put on shows. like, no, this, this is going to operate, end up operating like a business. And so that is the key, I think, difference that you have this idea for an event. Okay, cool. Let's put it on, let's put it on the calendar, like let's plan, but now we need to start preparing. We need to start stepping it up also not only in the events that we're planning but also in what we're doing to find the resources in order to make those those happen and so i think going back to what you mentioned about um, setting budget and financial goals i think it will really help us to start defining more in detail the details of what we want to do the different events so that we know okay we're, we plan on getting these many performers. We're thinking about using this space and being able to come up with a an estimated budget. And I think that's why it's important to start drilling down into all of these the details, because then, as you said, we can start getting an idea of so that for future fundraisers and future events that we're doing, we know, okay, this is the goal we need to hit. Yeah. Just comparing the previous the initial fundraiser to yesterday's, we didn't raise. Quite as much as we did the first fundraiser as we did yesterday, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, is it? You know, it's like you said, we made a profit. You know, people tuned in, people enjoyed it, but without having a specific goal, I think it's really hard to just see just exactly how far below or, or above we are. And so, I think it'll it'll help to really define the individual budgets for the projects that we're working on, so that we have a clear picture of this is the number, this is how much we need to to raise. So what do we need to do to get to that?
3: Yeah. I think a lot of it too, is the general fear that like everybody has ever of speaking a goal out loud or writing it down and the fear of not accomplishing it. I feel like, you know, it's very easy to say our goal is this much money, but if you don't tell anyone, then nobody knows if you didn't meet it. When in reality, it's almost aspirational in a lot of ways. Like it's okay if you don't reach every goal. Obviously the point of setting them is that you want to achieve them and you want to reach them, but that it's sometimes that fear of not doing what we're saying we want to do, or that fear of judgment of not reaching something is kind of stops people from even starting, stops you from even doing anything in the first place. It's like that fear of perfectionism getting in the way of your general, like even executing anything, you know, which in starting a company, you have to get over real fast anyway.
2: Yeah. I mean, people have now asked me because we have this show. I've had a couple of people ask me about like, what are you doing? What are the ideas for starting a company? And my thing is like, get ready to fail and not get ready to fail. in that like, you'll fail at your goal, but you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And just like, just as when we're performing on stage and, you know, all manner of just, you gotta be willing to be like, oh, well, that doesn't work. Okay, what do I do now? (laughs) And it's not like because the show has to finish, right? Because you still got to get to the curtain call because anyway, I've had experiences lately.
1: Something to also mention too is I think we need to get away from the mentality of just being thankful for what happens. I know all of us here are just very thankful people and we don't necessarily... It's not that we don't want to set goals because we're afraid to fail. It's we don't want to set goals because we don't want to seem ungrateful almost for what we do get. Mm -hmm. And that, that shit's got to go. Yeah. Like we need to set our personalities aside a little bit and we do need to have the business state of mind where we're getting there we are Mm -hmm. but we're you know like with yesterday it was very much well we didn't set a goal because we're just gonna be happy with whatever we got and you know as long as we can pay the actors that's great that's just gotta go we can't do that anymore if we really want to survive as a theater company with the longevity that we are looking for we can't do that anymore
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and definitely the idea of um Because I know for me, my brain was like, I'm thinking almost like one event at a time, like, okay, this event costs this much. If it makes this much money then goes beyond that, then it's made a profit, which mathematically is true. But there's also the idea that if you want to do future things beyond it, you got to go, okay, but how do we use this event? Not just for it to pay for itself and not lose money, but to then help us grow to do more and more and more of it. And so, yeah, that was a really, actually a really nice conversation we had last night, because for me, I was definitely like, but we did the, the, but okay, I guess that makes sense. You're right. But, you know, me thinking one thing at a time was like, oh, I guess it does make sense. You do have to think about the future. <laughs> I'm 30. <laughs> so, like, it's a weird, so, but it's, but it's a, but it's a thing that you have to consider uh, with, with each, with each thing you do. So that was what I call the business vegetables of the, of the podcast episode, unless we have more to talk about there. I want to then just do, a, do the fun thing of, we had a really fun show last night. We, did a, we had a really, really fun show. I just want to shout out our favorite moments from either prepping it, perform, having the performance happen. Um, just what are, what are your favorite moments from from Much Ado About Drinking? What are the cool things that stood out to you?
1: This is ro- Rose Voice got me. Um, and then our dual Batman Beatrice and Benedict's that was a highlight and that sort of thing it's it's really what the actors don't I don't even think you you can plan to bring that sort of thing to the table but when it just organically happens based off of the parameters of the situation that have been given to you and it just blossoms like that that's that's always going to be the best for me no matter what
0: one of my favorite um, unexpected was when someone ended up, and I believe it was Dryden, who ended up getting caught with the Batman and the rapping. So it was a rapping Batman. And there were even comments on that. And that's the one thing, too. That's one thing we were doing differently this time was we had multiple like screens. I know we had uh, Maggie, you were helping out monitoring the, the the chat and the different social medias but we had one of the screens open on there myself just to kind of monitor and seeing the comments coming in from people like at some point when it was one of the like the the rap it was a rap moment when there were five or six actors on the screen and seeing the different reactions from people they was like oh my god this is fire this is better than Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> just seeing those kinds of comments like it and I believe, and I can't recall who the cast said it, but, uh, and I believe it was, might've been Sarah, mm-hmm. but someone from, from the cast during, during the talkback said, it's very reassuring to see that people are watching and they're tuning in and more than anything that they're enjoying themselves. So that was, that was an, a nice kind of tidbit to see, be able to see in real time as people were communicating and the things that all the silly things were happening on screen.
2: That's a real pressure reliever too, because for us, you know, we get excited to put the cast together. And put the show up, but there's just the moment of joy when like the first few comments and things come in, or the first few donations come in. We go, oh, thank God, someone cares. I say as a playwright all the time, like when you write the when you write the script and you get to that first like read through of it, when you get to like the first laugh, you're like, okay, okay, we're gonna be okay. It's not terrible. That was uh, it was so nice also to have you in the comments, Maggie, being able to be like, oh, we should probably tell them about this. We should probably, (laughs) you know, share that. So do you have any like highlights from the from the from the chat, from the comments, anything that that went down in there that you saw?
3: Gosh, I don't know. I mean, people were just having a blast and they were so excited to see their pledges come into play that, you know, we were getting a lot of like, are you checking PayPal? And it's like, we are, but the person you're, you're pledging for isn't on see- on like yeah. camera right now, but we'll get there. And they would just, mm-hmm. the energy seemed very, very excited. People were, they were here for it. They wanted to see what they wanted to see, you know, and it was a blast.
2: Yeah. I almost am considering for the next time because we had so many, um, Vindictive pledges that were like, "Hey, from," and it's also only because I know all the act. Generally, know all the actors except for maybe a few. This time, people I know are either their family or know them very well. Who are very specifically going after them. I'm almost considering doing like, I'll say your name to Be like, so uh, this person has sent X person this, and this person which might be a fun way to like hype things up. But that's a thought for another meeting on a different day. The the moment that I really loved. Within the, within the whole thing was um, behind the scenes. You don't really get to see what we're doing. We're like, we're running back and forth, writing down pledges. We started drinking, so we were like running back and forth to the bathroom after a while, which was a thing. And um, the moment where we <laughs> didn't mute the mic, which was Craig's fault, Totally, totally my fault. I totally, I did a thing for a pledge, and then, then, then Peter was asking me about something, and I was talking to Marita about something, and it was like a good minute, right? It was like it was not a short amount of time that we were just openly talking. That Alexis was like, "Hey, <laughs> the whole audience can hear you." Um, but live theater—it was such a beautiful hilarious moment. so cast if you're listening to this episode we got to feel your pain a little bit we felt the sting of justice
0: <laughs> oh and somebody called that out too in twitch somebody called that out in twitch they were like this is justice they wrote in the comments
1: i was gonna say yeah no i was just like okay this is enough Drink for being a dumbass.
0: Yes. And then
2: just the messages from, because we, oh, that's another thing people may not know if they didn't, if either they didn't watch it, they just didn't know, was that this was the first time we did it where like at least us, the three founders were in different places. So that made the communication different because it was now really having to lean on texting and Zoom chat. And the amount of messages that we gathered, it's like, boys, 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 what are you doing? What is taking so long? just yeah.
1: It was hilarious cuz I'm usually the driving force behind everything, just making sure something gets done. Okay, you're not doing it fast enough. Let's do this and like kind of like micromanaging it, but not like in a negative way in a stage manager way. So it was really funny cuz I'm just like, yeah, the guys are just doing their thing today.
2: Hey, we got there eventually. Okay, so the Zoom call might have opened a little late, but we were still early based on the last the last one.
3: If I could add one other highlight. Yes. In the last scene of the play, one J.M. Etheridge was all bedecked in her Friar Francis costume. And we had a last minute company switch roles and she did her little quick change. And I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge how much joy that brought me during this live stream.
2: Yes. J.M.,
3: if you're listening, hats off.
2: (laughs) Oh, we love you. Oh, my God. Just... The amount of adaptability, we could go on about it for forever. And you'll see if you go on, if you go on uh, Patreon, the tipsy talk back that we did, it was only 10 minutes, maybe a little bit less than that. But uh, the actors were, they were just wonderful. It was so wonderful. So that was a really cool event. That was really great. And I think we've kind of covered what we want to do differently and what, and what really worked about it. So I'm going to actually just slide us on to, oh my goodness, our final topic of this month's building a stage, which seems kind of action-packed anyway. So you got a lot this month. Um, So what are we looking forward to next for Break the Chain? I'm going to throw it to Maggie first. What are you looking forward to next?
3: I'm looking forward to exploring some of the potential partners and sponsorships we can look for for some of our upcoming events, especially some to come in the fall. Mm. That is going to be something I'm looking forward to.
2: Maritia?
0: I'm very excited to continue merging new media with the, the different events that we're planning. I think uh, we're discussing the the possibility of having also a streaming of some of our events that we will be having in person. Again, continuing this commitment to meeting people where they're at and bringing the entertainment to to them when when possible. I think I might have mentioned it on an earlier episode like this was something that I not, not that I never saw myself doing, but that a few people had approached me years ago and talked about, hey, have you ever done a podcast or have you ever done any live streaming? And at the time I was like, no, I'm, i had never done it. I'm not sure how I would do it. And then through Break the Chain, it's just been a matter of, oh, we're going to do a live streaming. We're going to do a podcast. Uh, OK, I have no idea how to do that, but I guess I'm going to find out. I <laughs> guess I'm going to learn. So... Yeah, I'm just very excited to continue working and utilizing these platforms that we are establishing ourselves in to continue to share our our program, both in person and virtually. Beautiful. Alexis, what about you?
1: I'm excited for our next events. And with that, though, I'm excited for figuring out how everything is going to work behind the scenes and and with our casts and everything. And, you know, it's just like, I wish we could just like announce everything that we're doing right now because I'm just so excited about it. So excited for our drag show. So excited to try to find a way to stream it so that even if you're not there, you can still see it. And going forward with everything that we do, you know, excited to step up our next tipsy show, whatever that is, we know what it is. But, you know, very excited to step that up in a new way that you haven't seen before. And just really elevating ourselves and really challenging ourselves to do all these things while having schedules and having other jobs and doing other shows. And eventually, hopefully in the future, it won't be as complicated because we'll be doing it full time. But until, you know, we Cross that rainbow into, you know, fairy tale land. It's going to be challenging, but I'm so excited to bring these projects and bring these people together to do these projects that actually mean something to us.
0: You said um, about challenging ourselves, and uh, just real quick, something that it, it reminded me of something that um, a director once shared with me. It was a show that we did at Matrix Theater Company. And one of the nights after one of the performances, like he happened to be in the audience and he met us backstage and his words were something along the lines of, tonight was a good show, but we can do better. And it didn't really sit, sit well with me at the time, but especially I was reflecting on the thinking about that last night, thinking about that. And I was like, oh no, you know what? I, I understand that. I understand what he meant, like, yeah. You don't want to get stuck at good. Yes. If good is comfortable, then that's not where you want to be. Because you're not going to grow. And so constantly trying to, you know, continuing to challenge yourselves and to improve and to build on it. I just had to share because yesterday, thinking about that, I was like, oh, I owe that man a phone call. Because, man, that was...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly where I feel like we are. I'm just like, yesterday was a good, it was fun, but we're going to keep going. And we can do better than this.
2: For me, I'm really... I'm looking forward to the amount of people that we're gonna get to empower to be seen by people who don't normally see them. I think that's a really important thing for me because I know I'm, I've been really blessed that I get to in, the, in our little corner of this theater industry, I, I, I get to work a lot now, which I'm very you know grateful for, but now I'm really, really doing my best just to try to get other people in the door behind me. You know, They still have to walk through the door, they still have to do the work, But I'm really excited to get more of those folks in places where people can can see them. And that's a big dream of mine for this company, you know, for the day that we're, like, doing this podcast, like, from our own theater in our own building. That's the real big dream here. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to seeing Alexis producing her first, like, event that's, like, this is Alexis's event you know for the to pull back the curtain on the drunk shakespeare's i've been the one kind of setting the rules and doing the working with the actors and setting all that stuff up then these guys have been coming in and just being amazing with like taking the little idea that i had and like blowing it up to the the cool thing that it was but i've sort of had the lead position there and i don't have the lead position on this thing and i'm hoping to not have the lead position on everything i'm hoping to continue to share that wealth with everybody because these these people are amazing and they have wonderful, cool ideas. And I'm really excited to just show up at the drag show and be like, what do you need? I got you. I'm there. Do I have to call somebody? Whatever. Um, So I'm very, very excited for that. Guys, we did a podcast. This has been Building a Stage for the month of May. Please come back and listen to us next month as we talk about the other crazy things that we're developing. You might hear about maybe the drag show. You might hear about other things we're doing going forward. So once again, Alexis Grace Clark our BTC general manager, Meg Cecilia, our director of development. Mauricio Dominguez, our media manager. I'm Craig Esther, your artistic director at BTC. Follow us on all the platforms. Search us on all those different platforms. Patreon, May 20th, Drag Show, June 17th. You'll see all that information coming through. Goodbye.